Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Gate Church, those of you joining us on SoundCloud, welcome to Kings Jer- Kings- Kingsgate Church as well. I turned that into a tongue twister. So count down the days to Christmas. It's exciting, but not just because you're going to get gifts, but because you get to give. You know, Scripture says, freely you have received, now freely give. You've received a lot from God, huh? You've received a lot from God and the people around you. No one got to the place they are just by showing up. That's why it always offended me to say he's a self-made millionaire. Well, I understand what they mean. It means he wasn't born into money. You know, someone like Mark Cuban or some of these other guys, they weren't just born rich. But nobody's self-made anything. Number one, Scripture says God has made us and not we ourselves. Are you with me? There's that, and then there is, if I made some money or got blessed or did this or was given a good job or shown favor, well, somebody helped me. Some of the greatest minds in the world, they have a what? They have a secretary that helps them, and they have a CEO. Maybe they're a CEO. Maybe they run an amazing company, but they have an amazing secretary that helps them run the company. Folks say, you know what? Man, the secretary runs it all anyway. I don't know. I don't know. The administrative assistant. That's more politically correct now. But somebody helped you to get where you are. I I just needed to share that today. We are where we are because of God's love. And, you know, you hear songs and Christian songs and the power of love and and love. And and it's great. Love is powerful. But I'm going to tell you right now, if it's not God's love, it passes away. We're going to get into that some more. So the title of this series for December is The Power of Love. I felt, felt, man, God's hand on me for the Power of Love series for this month because that's when God sent himself in the form of his son. That's Jesus. Someone say Jesus. I'm not afraid to use that name. You know, you can use the name God around people. You start using the name Jesus or his cross or the blood of Jesus or he died for our sins and people start getting offended. Well, my grandpa, you know what he used to say? People can get glad in the same pants they got mad in. Amen, somebody. You remember that? They say that in Oklahoma? That's what I'm talking about. Got some common roots there, maybe. They can get glad in the same pants they got mad in. I'm going to use the name of Jesus. Why? Because he is the only way to get to heaven. And I'm not ashamed of that. Scripture says I'm not ashamed of the power of God. I mean, I'm not ashamed of Jesus. I'm not ashamed of him because in that name is the power of God for salvation. Not not ashamed of the name of Jesus. So this series is The Power of Love. Someone say, The Power of Love. Power of Love. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's get to John chapter 13, verse 34. St. John chapter 13, verse 34. And welcome today, sir. I didn't get to welcome you. What's your name? JJ. JJ, welcome in this house, bro. God bless you. John 13, verse 34. Look at this. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. At this point, it was a new commandment. This was 2,000 years ago. For, for some people, it's still new because we're, we're still trying to figure it out. But he says, I'm giving you a new commandment. Look at this. Look how groundbreaking this is. He said, love each other. Love each other. I love how Jesus, Jesus is the perfect example. He was so exemplary in his lifetime He gave, he went to church, he did all the things that people try to get around. He prayed, he fasted. He says, look at this, God in the flesh giving us examples. He said, just as I have loved you, 
says, I've already showed you guys how to love. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Say, man, but how? (laughs) How can I love like Jesus? How can I love like Jesus loved? Well, let's keep... Let's keep going here. I have a, a point I want to get across here. My first point today is only God's love. This is how. Only God's love is the true and perfect source of love. Somebody say amen. Amen, all it means is I agree or so be it. That's all amen means. So only God's love is the true and perfect source of love. All right? Man, Jesus was dying on the cross. Remember, I've been bringing this up the last month even. And he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Most of us would have been like, Father, destroy them. They knew exactly what they were doing. Right? Send lightning. Remember James and John? Two of Jesus' disciples, what did they do? They weren't received well in a town. And they, told, they were speaking to Jesus. They're just real, real disciples, you know. They said, Lord, should we call down fire on them? Look that up in the Bible. Two of the disciples... Two of the church founders under Jesus, you know, uh, the, the, under the body of Christ here, man, the, the new, new and amazing covenant of God, two of the greats, two of the beginners, two of the foundation there, along with Jesus. James and John said, Lord, should we call down fire on them? You know what Jesus said? He said, you don't know what spirit you're of. He said, you don't even realize what you're asking. Basically, he's saying, check your motives, because you don't even know where that came from. Check your motives, right? He's trying to teach us to walk in love. So only God's love is the true and perfect source of love. And it's interesting. You say, well, how can I do that? Well, we don't have to go there today. It's not in our lineup, but I just want to quote it to you. 1 Corinthians 13, 8 says, love never fails. Well, you look up that word love in the Greek, and it's agape love. Greek is fabulous, especially Koine Greek. That is what the New Testament is written in. And there's different types of love. There's a romantic love. There's a friendship love. There's a family love. And there's the love of God. There's a love of God, and that is agape love, and it supersedes all other loves. Why? Because you guys know how it is. Among humans, men and women, many times love is just what? It's lust. I love you. No, it means you want something they have. I don't have to... You're lusting. It means you want something that's not yours or you want something in the wrong way. That's, that's what, say, no, I love you. I'm going to show you. I never understood songs from the world. Say, man, I'm going to show you what real love is tonight. How can you show someone in one night what real love is, fool? That's the stupid, let me go stand up here. That that's, has to be one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. Girl, let me show you what real love is on the dance floor. What does that mean? Cool sounding songs too. <laughs> Y'all remember LaBouche? It's cool sounding, but I'm like, I listen to the, and people go, I don't listen to the lyrics. No, you need to, because there's some stupid stuff out there. It's your girl, I'm going to show you what. I remember a guy, I was in junior high, I was in eighth grade, and there was a guy named Juan. And I remember his last name, but I'm not going to give you his last name, because he may still live in Hobbs. We were in arts and crafts class. Yes, I took arts and crafts as an elective. <laughs> it was, anyway, long story. Had people laugh at me. I was like, well, I don't want to suit up for PE anymore. I got that, so I'm going to go do arts and crafts. We were in there, and a guy was talking to me about a lady he was with. I say a lady, a young woman. 
And he said, oh, yeah, since I've gotten with her, I've showed her what real love is. I'm going to just let that settle. What does that mean, Juan? What is real love, Juan? Do the real love, all, all love, true love comes from God, perfect love. That, scripture says God is love. doesn't mean he's not a God of judgment. Because he is a God of love, he also is a God of wrath and judgment. Read the book of Revelation. People say, my God, you know, Oprah Winfrey's famous for saying stuff. My God wouldn't do that. My God, well, it's because you, you fabricated a God. It's not the God of the Bible. You look in Revelation and you see judgment being poured out. God is, he's administrating the judgment on the planet because people have rejected him for so long. And it would have happened thousands of years ago, but Jesus came and we've received grace and mercy and a grace period. Anybody know what a grace period is? Some of you are like, oh yeah, I ride that grace period for my mortgage. I got 15 days after the payment. Late charges on the 16th day and you know exactly when it is. I understand. That's part of life. Yeah, but on the 16th day, it's like 50 bucks, right? So pay it on time in Jesus' name. Start giving your tithe and offering so you're blessed. But only God's love is the true and perfect source of love. Let me, let me, just, let me just tell you something right here. You cannot love, you can never truly love without loving God first. Let me talk to some ladies in here. I don't know if there's some ladies in here looking for a man. If you're married... You're, you can't look for another man. Sorry. You're stuck. Homegirl. Homeboy. Word from the hood. Word from God. But let me just make it a little bit hood. You know, if, you, if you're married already, that's God's will for your life right there. Say, so, you know, God's going to give me somebody else. Nope. You're married. If they're not beating up on you and, and stuff like that and it's halfway decent and y'all have decided to be together and stay together. Nope. You're, that is God's will for you, according to Scripture. But some folks say, man, I just need this guy to just sweep me off my feet. I want a charming guy. I want a great-looking guy. Whatever. Whatever. But if he doesn't love God, sis, he's not going to love you right. Because I know he's not going to show you love on the dance floor in one night, whatever that means. Come on, I'm going to show you what real love is. Songs, and if, if you listen to that and all the cool songs from the 80s and all this, you start listening to the lyrics, you go, man, there's some stupid stuff, huh? No, true love comes from God because God is love. He has boundaries. He has conditions. He wants a real relationship with you. But he's perfect in his love. He gave us love. Everything else is a shadow of God's love, and it's been twisted many times. Even family love and friendship love, there can be some pure types of love. Don't get me wrong. Good, clean, romantic love between married couples or those who are going to be married, that's powerful. That's great. You can fall in love. That's from God. But you can't truly love, I say it again, you can't truly love without loving God first. Here's where you find out about his love. That's in his word. I want to challenge you guys. Don't wait till January 1st. Let's break the curse of January 1st. Most people, like, drop their resolutions within a week or two. Start reading the word now. Start reading the word now. I've just finished the Bible. I, I, I was on a in-chain plan. Me and my brother, Pastor Joel Stock, still hit us up last December, said, y'all want to get on this plan? I wanted to say no because it looked challenging. <laughs> I said, well, how can I say no to this one? So, And we read through the Bible, got through the Bible. I think we did Psalms twice and the New Testament twice and the whole Bible. And I, I started going audio with it. We got real busy, but I didn't stop getting in the Word. So I would listen to audio because I was just, I, I'd get tired of reading, but I'd, I'd listen to the Word and absorb it this year. Man, and I got to know God so much better. 
So this next year, I will be reading in the one-year Bible. One-year Bible, as a standard, is the equivalent of three chapters a day. Here's what I like about the one-year Bible. Some people aren't a fan. Dad's hardcore, but he fought in a war. Everything's easy to dad. Okay? Some of you are, are wimpier than that. Let's be real. I remember I was at Bible study one night, and I said, Dad, what do you think if guys can't read three chapters? I just heard him milling about. He goes, they're sissies. I said, I told y'all, but I'm just saying, you know. I said, I didn't say it. He said it. So the one-year Bible is about the equivalent of three chapters, but here's the cool thing about the one-year Bible. You get Old Testament plus Psalms and Proverbs plus New Testament every day. And, and it's, it's in order. It's by date. You say, man, I missed that date. Well, you can always catch up. But I recommend you, you solidify how you're going to read your Bible in the coming year, but beginning today and tomorrow, figure out how you're going to read through the Bible. You say, man, I don't know if I can get through the Bible in a year. Read through the Bible in a year and a half. Or listen to the whole Bible in a year. You can listen to the whole Bible in six months or less. I promise. I've done it. I've listened to the Bible. I've read through the Bible numerous times. I know people who read through the Bible every year. And some of them read through the Bible in King James. I don't even know how they do that. I beseech thee, O brethren, and the mercies of the Lord, thine God. You know, what? Get a translation you understand. Get into the Word so you can understand that God's love is the only pure and true source of love. You can get to know him. Back to the subject of romantic love. Do y'all still, do, does, anyone, does anyone still do handwritten letters? I know most of y'all don't. Y'all do emails and texts. Does anyone still do handwritten letters? Um, I don't know. We used to do that some. We used to do that. That's special. I, leave, I like to leave my wife little sticky notes. She likes that. Tell her little, little nice things. Or I've, I've written her letters before. I've written her poetry. I'm a, a semi-poet. You know, I'm more into poetry than she is. I was like, that was pretty clever. And she's like, oh, thank you. But I don't think she liked it as much as I did. <laughs> You'll never see those poems, by the way. <laughs> you know, I mean, they're PG for the most part. They're, they're, you know, they're down to earth. They're good. But, you know, they're safe. Don't laugh. They're safe. But, you know, that's one of the ways I express my love. And I've had people who have died and gone to heaven. I've written a poem about them just because it helps me. That's one of the ways I write. I like words that rhyme. But I'm, I'm get, going somewhere with this. I asked about letters because you get to know someone through the things they write to you. Some are lies. <laughs> Girl, man, when we're together, man, you're going to. You're going to have everything. I'm going to get you, man. I'm going to get you, man. I'm going to buy you everything. And you get married, and she still has that Toyota from the 70s. <laughs> I, I didn't promise my wife none of that. She married me. I didn't even have a car. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, baby, I own a couple of, pro I, I owned several properties at the time. I was a landlord. I was a, a, an investor, and I had partners in three or four properties. And I also had a, another rent house, but, and I don't, I don't advise that guy. You know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and preach against that. If he doesn't have a car, don't marry him probably. But Jen said yes, and I was always between cars because I'd buy them and sell them, but I drove the church van. Adrian knows. Someone saw me about five, six years ago, and I was in a white church van again, and he used to be in the youth ministry when I drove the church van. He goes, you're still in the church van. I don't know if it was you or somebody else. I said, it's a different one. That was a 1997. This one's a, a 2011. <laughs> Judgmental people. God's going to deal with y'all. 
I've rolled up the stop signs, man, around here on the south side, and people roll up. That tight ride, dark windows, and they're looking at me like, in a white van. <laughs> you know? Only passenger in a 15-passenger van, a little bald guy, a little bald head in the front. But you get to know someone when they're writing to you. They're writing and, and they're, they're expressing their heart. And when they're real and sincere and truthful, it can be a powerful thing, even with just romantic or friendship or family love. Because that comes from God. Real, true, pure love. You say, man, I'm not going to be jealous and hateful or hurtful and do things to hurt you. That's really walking in love. And you can learn about that in God's Word. So I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you. Get into the Word. Read through the Word. Don't be like, I've talked to people before. I remember one time I was talking to a close friend, and I was reading the Word, and he said, where are you reading? I said, oh, I'm in Matthew chapter something. I was in high school. He says, oh, yeah, I've read that before. And the vibe I get from that is, well, I read the Bible once. I'm done. Really? Quote to me the book of Proverbs. You can't. You can't yet. So get into the Word. You're going to find something new, exciting, and powerful in there, and you're going to learn more about God's love because only His love is a true and perfect source of love, all right? Real easy points this morning. Let's go to number two. Look at this. Look at this. Did you know I asked God to help me walk in his love? That's the thing about God. He will help you with whatever, if it's legal, moral, and according to his word. You can't ask God and say, Lord, man, my quota's down this week. Would you really help me to sell more drugs this week? It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. You're going to bring a curse on yourself. Don't do that. That's illegal. So you ask God to help you walk in his love. Why? Well, there's lots of reasons. But let's go to Ephesians 3.16 real quick. Ephesians 3.16. Look at what the Apostle Paul is saying here. And it's amazing because he is praying this prayer over the church at Ephesus, but at the same time he's praying this prayer over us. He says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength, through his spirit. Let's read that again. He says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. I like this translation. Let's keep going. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. That's me and you. Your roots will grow down into God's love. Let's hesitate there for a moment. Into God's love and keep you strong. One translation says that you would be rooted and grounded in his love. Rooted and grounded. When you're grounded into something, you're stuck to it, huh? Any, any of you ever been grounded or grounded your kids? means you stuck them at home. You made them stuck. They're grounded there. They ain't going anywhere. So when you are rooted and grounded in love, your roots are growing down into God's love, and that will keep you strong. Rooted and grounded in love. You look into this, it's God's love. It's agape. Say, oh, that you'd be rooted and grounded in romantic love. <laughs> no, that's a beautiful thing, but... No, God's love is the ultimate. Rooted and grounded in God's love, which, which in the Greek is agape. And all these different types of love in Greek have different names. And in English, we just say love. So the Greek is such a rich, deep, and descriptive language, all right? So let's keep reading then. Next verse. And may you have the power to understand. Someone say understand. Uh-huh. As all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high and how deep his love is. The apostles praying that. May you have the power to understand. Let me read that again. 
as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. Huh, that is powerful. Let's go on to the next verse there. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from whom? From God. Somebody say amen. Say, why do I need to ask God to help me walk in his love? Because you know how our love is, right? You've told some folks back in the day, remember the people that you dated back in the day and you said, I love you, and you really didn't? You remember that? People do that. That's just human. I'm not calling you out. I'm just telling you the truth. You know, and, and here's the crazy thing. In life, especially before people are married, guys give love, quote unquote, to get sex, and girls give what? They give sex to get love. So think about that. So be very careful, young ladies, and whoever's listening to my voice today. Just because they say they love you and you're not married, say, I love you, then no, let, let's, uh, let's go ahead and do the act of marriage here. No. Mm-mm. You better slow your roll, hurricane hormones. <laughs> slow your roll, man. Be glad I don't have a daughter because I'd just be killing, I'd be killing dudes probably. God, God, God help us, right, John? I mean, I don't know. John's more mellow than me. But we got, you know, just, I know how people are, man. It's crazy. But you got, listen, everybody gets a chance. Everybody gets to be loved. But you get to be loved by God, and that is the pure love. That is the standard. And, man, let me just tell you, if you're single, man, don't be, don't be running game like that. I love you, girl. If you love me, you'll sleep with me. Shut up, man, all right? Shut up. I was born in the dark, but it what? wasn't last night. Amen, somebody. So why do we need God's help to walk in his love? Number one, this is just, these are subsets under point two. Ask God to help you walk in his love. Why? So you will see people like God sees them. When you see people like God sees them, you realize, wow, they're made in his image just like I was. Remember we've been talking about that? Yeah, God loves me, but he loves you just as much as he loves me. You say, well, why do some people get favor in other ways? Well, because they're fulfilling the principles of God. They've unlocked something with God. Does God love them more? No. But he gives favor, more favor to some people because they're operating in a different area and level of faith. Look at this. Parents would tell me, I love all my kids the same. But I got one who's, who's like building up his rap sheet, trying to break the world record. Right? He's in and out of jail or whatever. But I have another one that serves God. Well, guess who gets more favor? It's not that you love one more than the other. The one who's on good behavior gets more favor. I went to elementary school. I got a lot of favor because teachers liked me. Say, oh, are you the teacher's pet? Call it whatever, but I had favor. And I got in trouble. I got in trouble for talking and other stuff. I was mischievous here and there. But usually it was yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, and I had favor. So, oh, man, she's picking favorites. Uh Uh-huh, I'm going by the rules, man, and you're in trouble. So see you later. When you get out of D-Hall, I'll still be here. I was in D-Hall, yeah, big mouth. A little bit travieso, a little bit mischievous. I was in D Hall once in high school. Once. 10th, 11th, and 12th high school. I don't remember ninth grade. I don't think I was in D. But I was chewing gum right in front of the teacher like this. <laughs> and I forget. I've always forgotten that my wife doesn't like me chewing gum because I don't know how to manipulate it properly. And it's like, baby, oh my gosh, like, I'm all. I just forget. 
But there was favor, here's my point, there's favor when you conform to the good things, the good, legal, and moral, and acceptable, and perfect will of God. There's favor for you. So why are they getting that? God's with them because they've put some principles in action. All right? God doesn't love them more. God loves everyone. But look, you're going to see people like God sees them if you'll ask him to help you walk in love. And you need that, don't you? Because sometimes you're mad and you're like, ooh, Maybe this week, some of you imagine slapping somebody. You imagine yourself doing that. You ain't got to raise your hand. Don't do it. Some of you are laughing hard. I don't know. mm. Or maybe you've done it before and it's extra funny, but I don't know. But people imagine stuff. I remember someone, a godly Christian woman told me one time. A godly Christian woman. She was so persecuted and terrified and worried and intimidated by her math teacher in school. This was a woman of God who accepted Jesus she said, man, I, had, I imagined myself pushing that lady into hell. <laughs> I said, oh, my gosh. At least it's entertaining. And she said, I asked God for forgiveness because I was just so f- fearful of her. I just wanted her to be done, you know. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Don't you imagine that. That ain't right. She, uh, she repented. Another reason you want to ask God to help you walk in his love, you'll forgive Jesus said, if you don't forgive, you can't be forgiven. That's real simple, isn't it? How about this? You'll be kind. You'll treat people. You'll treat people right. Jesus said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Remember that? Yeah, if you ask God to help you walk in his love, you'll, you'll be kind to people. You'll give mercy and chances. And it doesn't mean you're a dumb-dumb. You know what I mean? People are just giving chances, and you know what they're going to do over and over again. And then you're giving them your, your debit card, and you're going, hey, man, Go and just buy you some food and bring it back. And they go and they spend $500 on Amazon.com. Well, you don't keep giving them your debit card, right? Right? Okay, I'm just making sure everybody's with me. I didn't know how you operate at home. That's not the way we work. But you give chances but with boundaries. And God does that. God goes, you want to be blessed? Come into my kingdom. Become, Become part of my team. Become part of my family. Be one of my kids. And you have favor. Otherwise, and God is amazing this way. He goes, you want to be blessed or do you want to be cursed? Choices. Uh, Blessed. God says, oh, good. Give and you shall receive. Serve me and I'll bless everything. I'll bless the fruit of your body. I'll bless your stuff. I'll bless everything that pertains to you. Man, we just bought a new house. New to us in May or moved into a new house. And you guys know all that rain that some people were glad about, some people were complaining about this summer. Well, man, we have a pecan tree. I'm going to tell you right now, the blessing of God is on us. I'm, I just turned in 61 pounds of pecans to have them shelled. 61 pounds. You know how much that costs at the store? You can pay $10 for a pound at the store. I know they're going to take the shells off, but that's a lot of pecans. That's a blessing. You say, oh, Pastor Matt, what does that mean? How deep is that? No, it just means I believe in sowing and reaping, getting favor from God by conforming to his will. I love God. But in loving God, you know what I've learned? I'm responding to his love, number one, and there are benefits for loving God and being part of his family. Man, I mean, who doesn't want a rich dad, right? Dad, did you tell mom that? Is that how you got mom to marry you? Did you say your dad was rich? (laughs) Dad's joked about that over the years. I don't know if he's kidding or not. But he said, you see, he'd talk about my mom. He said, you see, Barbara, she's beautiful. He said, I told her my dad was rich. (laughs) Grandpa Senna wasn't really rich. He was blessed, but, you know, he meant his heavenly father. All right? So 
As you ask God to help you walk in his love, you're going to give people chances with boundaries, right? With wisdom. And let's, let's wrap it up today with my third point. This is so important. Practice his love. His love in everything you do. And when you're operating in love, you say, man, I, I really I want to show them I love them. I want to tell them I love them. I want to live it. You need to practice his love. Well, let me read you something. Let's go to John chapter 15, verse 9. We're going to read a nice text here. John 15, verse 9. Look at what Jesus says. He says, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. See the example he's giving us. Remain, one translation says, abide. Stay in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Some translations say your joy will be full. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way, he says again, the same way I have loved you. What a tall order. Can you imagine? He said, Jesus, lower the bar, lower the standard so we can continue to lower it. No, he set it as high as possible. He said, love the way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command, Jesus said. And this word for friends, this means someone you'd die for. We, we throw the word around, oh, yeah, I met them, they're my friend. No, most people are acquaintances. A friend means you will lay your life down for them. I no longer call you slaves, Jesus said, because a master doesn't confide in his slaves or servants. Now you are my friend since I have told you everything the Father what? Told me. Wow, that's good stuff. You didn't choose me, he says. I chose you. Jesus chose his disciples. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. That is good news. He loves you so much. He says, use my name. You have power of attorney. Do what you need to do. Pray according to my will. I'll give it to you. That's powerful. And he says it again. This is my command. Love each other. Man, that is powerful. Love each other. Say, how can I serve God? How can I practice love? Did you know that you serve God by serving? Some of you in here, God's been speaking to you for months and years, and it's time to start serving again. Everybody, I want everybody to look into my steely blue-green eyes right now. Can you see me? Watch this. I'm going to look at, I can't see everybody in the crowd, but I, I'm going to try to make as much eye contact as possible. Some of you are still struggling and stuck and in the same place because you've refused to serve. Boy, it got quiet in here. Boy, I could no way mans. Amen, Pastor Matt. Good job. Really? No, folks say, I just want to be fed. I just want to be fed, man. No, you need to f- learn to feed as well. Can you imagine a mama going, yeah, giving birth to the kids going, well, they better take care of me now. <laughs> that child is an infant. They can't take care of themselves. They don't even know why they're crying. They have no idea why they're mad. They cry when they're mad. When they're so- they don't know why. You've got to serve, man. It's time to serve. There's all kinds of opportunities to serve here. King's kids, some people are like, I don't even like kids. Well, you can learn to like them. When I became youth pastor, I didn't like youth. I I was talking to mom and dad, and they were like, man, you feel called to, and and God had to speak to me, I'm telling you. The first time I ever preached in here in an adult service, God spoke to me and said, you're the next youth pastor. I said, oh, I don't even like youth. I'd rather preach to adults. And God's like, what are adults going to listen to you about? I had to learn something. 
But I, even before that, guess where I started? I started with the kiddos. Me, Jonathan, and Elaine, we would teach children's church. I loved it, man. And kids can't, they don't fake it. If you're boring, you're just boring. <laughs> like, does anybody remember the rules? Remember that one cute little girl said, does anybody remember the rules? They're not listening. One girl raised her hand and said, don't swim in the water when there's sharks. She said that. <laughs> They've already gone into another realm. They're in another place. They're on a mission trip to Mars. I don't know. <laughs> Kids are at Walmart, you know, Walmart. Some of y'all say Walmart. It's okay. It's cute. You practice his love by serving, and in serving others, you're serving God. So you start to serve God by seeking him, number one. And you start to serve him by serving others. You choose to live it, man. And God's love never fails. We already said that. His love never fails. Agape never, ever fails. Somebody say amen to that. Isn't that exciting? Because you know, we've all thought about it. I've thought about it. I'm all, well, we treated them with love, but it didn't work out. Did God's love fail? Nope. God's word says his love never fails, and it means it never fails. You never know. I've been contacted later by people that I thought I had no impact on their lives. I had no impact on them. And later on they said, man, the way y'all loved me, it, I've never forgotten about that. And they moved away. Or they went into the military and left and went somewhere far away, and they said, the way you've loved me, I've never forgotten. I'm telling you, God's love, someone say God's love never fails. Someone say, God's love never fails. That's why you've got to practice his love. How, once again? You serve God, man. You serve God by seeking him. Serve him by serving others. Serve him by reading the word. Serve him by being kind to people. I, I drove by a house in the neighborhood uh, yesterday, and it looked like the neighbors had gone over to an older lady's house and raked her whole yard. You could just see the interaction. She was so happy. And she was an older lady, and they were all glad, too, and waving and taking their bags and their rake across the street. That's, they don't realize it, but acts like that, that's showing God's love. That really is, okay? So let's, let's revisit the points real quick, and then we'll pray together. Number one, only God's love is the true and perfect source of love for your life, for the world, for the universe, period, okay? Only God's love. That's the true and perfect standard of love. Number two, you need to ask God to help you walk in his love. Someone say, God, help me. That's right. He's with you. He's heard you, and he's going to help you. Ask God to help you walk in his love. And number three, practice his love. Someone say, practice his love. I saw a movie one time where some guy was playing God, and he said, and it was a good point. And the movie, I mean, it had its flaws. It was Hollywood, right? Hollywood is way less than perfect. But... This guy was playing God, and he said, he said, what do you think? When you ask me for patience, do I just give you patience, or do I give you the opportunity to be patient? God's going to give you opportunities beginning today. I prophesy to you. Get ready. You're going to really notice it now that you've heard it. He's going to give you opportunities to forgive, give mercy and chances, and walk in love today. You will see it. Mark my words. It's too late. You've already heard it. It's there. Mic drop, right? Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes today, if you would, please. God is helping you to practice your love, his love. We praise you today, Father God. 